You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Know which way you're going. And that's a sobering moment. I try to live there. Did y'all miss that? I try to live right there. Live where, Pastor? Knowing that I don't know everything. I don't have the answers to everything. But I'm in a covenant relationship with the one who does. Amen? Listen, if we're going to be led by the Spirit of God, then there is no need to go down a way that seems right. Here in Newland, we call it highway seems right. And if you will be led by the Spirit of God, according to Romans 8 and 14, he said those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Sons, number one, equate people who have truly been born again, but figuratively, sons of God mean mature saints. The longer we follow the Holy Spirit, and the more consistent you are at following the Holy Spirit, you will mature in the things of God. How many believe that? There's no way you're going to consistently follow the Holy Spirit and not mature. You're going to mature if you follow the Holy Spirit. You're going to do what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, 11. You're going to grow up and become a man or become mature. And you're going to recognize things in your life that are childish and you're going to put them away. You're going to put them away. Why? Because you've been following the Holy Spirit long enough to know this ain't playtime. I need to put this away. Come on. Not God taking it from me, but me becoming mature to the point to where I put it away. I don't pray about putting certain things away that are childish with me being mature. I just simply recognize that's a childish attitude. Now put the attitude away. Put it away. That's what you do. Amen? Now, if we do it, I'm coming to my subject. If we become mature, if we are sons of God, then we don't have to go down highway seems right. I just really want us to get, we don't have to go down that way. We don't do the any, many, mighty, mo. Okay, I go this way. That's not our lifestyle. Our lifestyle is one of clarity. Why are you doing that? Because that's what God wants me to do. Why are you doing it that way? Because that's the way God wants me to do it. See, every believer in here should eventually grow to the point to where your life is one of clarity. Amen? I was telling the leader the other day, you get to the point when you get mature that there are even certain things you don't have to pray about. Your life is such, you have such understanding, I should say, that people say, well, just pray about it. I don't have to pray about it. God done told me what to do, and that's not a part of what he wants me to do, so I don't have to pray about it. And if we become mature, my subject this morning is avoid highway seems right. I want to talk this morning about avoid highway seems right. I want us to recognize this morning that we can avoid going down highway seems right. When it comes to highway seems right, we need to avoid going that way or taking that path. Do y'all understand the subject this morning? Let's give our Lord a big hand of praise. Our Lord Jesus. Amen. Come on. Avoid highway seems right. Because remember, this year, we're all about being intelligent saints. Right? I didn't hear no amens. I said, this year we're all about being, maybe y'all said it and I could hear we all about being intelligent saints. And if we are intelligent saints, certainly we should know the way we should go. But being intelligent, we should also know the way we shouldn't go. We should know people we should hang with 
being intelligent, we should also recognize folk that we need to stay clear of. Right? We should also know people that we need to listen to. But then we also have to be intelligent enough to know people that we need to ignore. I don't need to listen to what she's saying. I'm too intelligent to allow him to deceive me with, watch this, his slick words. I'm too intelligent for it. Amen. Now, again, I said when it comes to man, man represents a limited being, a person being woman or man who does not know everything and will never know everything. But man, when it comes to man, since we agree that no man knows everything, it only stands to reason that we should never put too much trust or confidence in man. You, you can't put all of your confidence in pastor. You can't do it. Come on, somebody. Y'all can amen. You ain't going to hurt my feelings. You can't put all of your confidence in pastor because pastor is a man. Though I be a man of God, I'm yet human. Therefore, I am subject to error. Just like y'all, I'm subject to error. You listen to what pastor says, and you only follow pastor biblically as he follows Christ. So if pastor starts talking outside of the Bible, don't say, well, he my pastor and I'm going to do what he said. No, no, no. He now has become fool who does not deserve for me to listen to him because now pastor is walking outside of the Bible. He's outside of the Word. This is the reason I teach y'all. Bring your Bible. Don't trust me enough and say, well, pastor said that it was so. What scripture did pastor give you? See, we got to become intelligent. Nobody really wants to hear you say to them, well, that's what my pastor told me. Give them the Word. Come on, somebody. Because the Word is bigger than pastor. Y'all quiet on me. Even Jeremiah said in Jeremiah 17 and 5, Jeremiah said, curse be the man who trusts in man. God never ordained us to put all of our confidence in man. When you do it and then man lets you down, you have nowhere to go. Somebody know that's real this morning. You have nowhere to go. Why? Because you put all your confidence in that woman. And when that woman disappointed you, when that woman let you down, you felt all hope was lost. But you have to be able to live in this world knowing that men disappoint men. I am teaching way better than y'all. Amen. That's just a part of life. People disappoint you in life. People let you down in life. The only one who will never let us down, the only one who will never disappoint me is the God that I serve. Why? Because He and He alone is perfect. God is flawless. God never errors. God never makes a mistake. And to know Him right, you know He never disappoints His people. Now, when God doesn't do something you want him to do and you're disappointed, you're in the wrong. You got to learn that, hey, God know what he's doing. God know what he's doing. I'm sitting here disappointed, but God allowed that to fail for my good. I'm sitting here mad, but God closed that door for a reason. Am I right about that? You have to come to that conclusion. And if you out there and you think, well, Pastor, I never disappoint people. See, you disappoint me now. You disappoint me thinking like that. Let me tell you something about all of us, since the adults are down now. The children. <laughs> that was a major insult, one, but y'all know I got it wrong. 
since the young folks are down now. Understand something about all of us. None of us are always easy to get along with. Not always. Ooh, I'm looking around at folks who think they just the, the easy person. Well, pal, anybody can live with me. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, no. No. That just looks like they say, no, no. Come on, y'all ain't doing right. They look and say, no, no, no. How I many know all of us have our moments where we can be difficult to live with? You better recognize that about you. Next time you get to thinking you're so perfect. See yourself on that day where you are being difficult to get along with. I know I'm right about it. I'm going to move on, but I know I'm right about that. I know I'm not the easiest person in the world to, to get along with. See, she said, that's right. I'm not the hardest person in the world to get along with, but I have my days. I have my days where I got to get myself together. Because I'm recognizing, hey, you being, you being difficult. And there's no need to be difficult. Anybody ever just had to tell that to somebody, look, you're being difficult and there's no reason to be difficult. Let me move on. What does it mean to avoid? <laughs> to avoid. See, some of you going to leave, you're going to tell that person you live with. See, I told you. you, you, you. To avoid means, number one, to keep away from or to stay away from. And how many know in order to Keep away from certain things. Even when you look at it in the natural, you have to be mature enough to recognize the danger and why you need to keep away from certain things. And it doesn't shock a parent who's dealing with young children and you have to teach them not to stick things into the socket. Yeah, you have to teach them like that. See, they see two holes. And again, that's that curiosity of a child. A child, if you'll find a child, you'll find them trying to play with that until you tell them, say, oh, 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 oh. What do you tell them? Keep away from that. You have to explain to them, that's dangerous. That will electrocute you. And then you explain it to them in such a way that they be like, whoa. You know, iron, iron. Y'all know how we do it. You don't just sit there and just, oh, the iron is very, has a very warm temperature to it. If you, if you ever should touch it, it will uh, do your skin great damage. You don't talk to no child like that. You be like, iron, hot, ooh, ah, it's, it's hot, burn you. That's how you talk to them. Because you really want them to understand, keep away from this. Avoid this Iron. And we used to teach our and still teach the grandkids, stay away from it even when it's not even plugged up. Y'all you, you see what I'm saying? Just stay, don't go near the iron. You can't deal with the iron until you reach a certain age. It's the same way with your car. You, your, your child can see them keys laying up there. But they know don't ever get mama keys and try to crank the car and say, stay away from the car. Car ain't nothing to play with. See, I'm trying to get it in there. We have to know how to have discernment and keep away from certain things. But just like children, some of us know things are dangerous, but we like playing with fire. Ooh, so, so, some of you out there, you, you, you real childish. You, you just want to see how close can, can I get to the fire without getting burned. Ooh, that's when you put yourself in uncompromising positions. Well, see, if you single and you dating, you don't need to really be nowhere and, and the lights go too dim. Come on, come on, we call. Because, see, in, in time past, when the lights went dim, some of our arms began creeping in, in places. And, and see, it's dark and you can't. Oh, y'all, some of y'all playing, some of y'all. Come on, you know, you, you, you want to get touchy-feely when, when, when the lights go out. 
some of us sadly we we we've been taught that you know them freaks they come out at come out at night or when it get dark I, I turn into a different person. Come on, y'all know how some of you are. You gotta be delivered. You 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 like to get nasty when it get dark. So see if you know that's your mindset, then stay in the light. If he dimmed that light, sister, says, hey, oh, bro, man. I like how your light dim and you got it set up real nice. Here, but let's, let's keep it lit. Let's keep it lit. You being in intelligent. Okay, I'm going to keep it all good. You know I ain't going to try nothing. Some of y'all look at me like you crazy. We, things happen. Y'all always want me to tell on me. I'm learning, y'all. You, you want me to just keep going till I say something. You, are, I can't believe he said it. You want to sit there acting like, Pastor, I don't understand. Can't give you a little bit more, Pastor. Yeah, we've been there, but we did things. Told people, let's just turn it like, I ain't going to do this, this, and this. Number two, to avoid means to stop oneself from doing something. Avoid it. To stop oneself from doing something. And how many know that we have to have that ability to stop ourselves from doing certain things? Come on. Y'all know how to teach. We, we can't always look at God and say, well, Lord, if you don't want me to do it, just stop me. I can't help but to look, Lord. So if you really don't want to do it, you're going to have to blind me today because I'm going to have no, no, you don't. You can stop oneself or yourself from doing something, and I need to add, that you know to be, to be wrong. To be wrong. Because, again, remember, the more we are led by the Spirit of God, we become sons of God or we become mature. Mature to the point to where we are old enough, we are wise enough to discern evil from good. And we don't call good evil and evil good. Why? Too mature. And when you know something to be wrong, don't keep continuing in what is wrong. Oh, this word is good. That means sometimes you got to close your mouth. Because you can recognize what's coming out of it is not right. And I don't need to continue this conversation. You sometimes in the middle of a conversation have to have the ability to say, hey, I'm done. I've already said too much. And you might have that one person on that other end. Say it. Oh, I see you want to say it. Tell me what you really feel. You're a fool if you tell them. Because in that moment, you know you good and mad. And what you're going to say, you're going to try to take back in a couple of hours. Why not just say, hey, I'm not going to keep going down this path. In my maturity, I actually had to learn that, you know, when it comes to certain people, they're going to get the last word. Hey, you need to give it to him. You need to give it to him. Gone. Gone. Because certain people will sit there and keep pushing buttons until you start breaking stuff. And when you start breaking stuff, they started it. They got the whole fire burning. But here you are putting holes in things, tearing up things. And then the one that got it all started... Now becomes the cool. Now wants to get photos of how you acting. Yeah. They, they need to really see who you is. They don't know you. They don't know what I be dealing with. I tell them, but they don't believe me. Yeah, you such a good brother, ain't you? Yeah, I, see, I want y'all to see what the good brother did. Yeah, this live. I don't care. I want y'all to see what the good brother doing. But you sitting over there knowing... Y'all, y'all get it? I'm talking about saints now. You have to do that on your job. Don't let nobody take you somewhere 
You have no business going on your job, especially when your job requires for you to be professional. You have to remain professional even when demons are acting up on your job. You have to know how to remain calm, recognize you not only represent yourself, but you represent your company. If you're in education, sadly, every parent is not going to greet you with, thank you for all that you do. They're going to greet you as if they don't know this crazy child that they drop off every day and basically say that you see what y'all can do with him. Then when they call you saying something done went down, there you go marching to the school, hot, mad. Should have just took a few moments to just say, what had this boy done? And when you talk to the teacher, just tell him, say, Lord, we, I know. Yeah, we, we, we had to go one time. See, some of y'all don't like that. I don't care. You, your child ain't perfect. Your child ain't now. I don't like nobody talking about you. Your child ain't perfect. Your child do things behind your back like other children. Now, my child is just, now, your child can't be just all, your child still young and mature. We had a meeting with a teacher years ago about one of our children. Teacher didn't know how to say it to us. I could tell she was struggling. She said, um, she said, the child, uh, we're having a problem. The child, the child says things. I said, that, that, that girl lies. I said, she'll tell a lie in a minute. The teacher, oh my God. I said, oh yes, she'll tell a lie in a minute. I know my child. <laughs> I still love my child, but I know my child. That one lies. That one is sneaky. That one always got something to say. That one plays innocent. That one talks about the other children to the past. Finally to avoid. <laughs> That's some good teaching. To prevent something from happening. And what are we talking about? Going down highway seems right. If we're going to be intelligent saints this year, we're going to have to prevent certain things from happening. Are y'all with me? We got to pray. Remember I told y'all on New Year's Eve night, I said, we're going to go through many battles this year. Y'all remember me saying it? I said, some of you are going through battles that are a carryover from last year. But see, saints, we can't handle battles this year the way some of us handled them last year. We got to be more intelligent about the battles that we get in. See, some of you, you're going to go through some things in your body this year. But you got to be an intelligent saint when you get to battling in your body. You can't be a dumb saint. You can't be somebody who's acting in a way that's stupid or foolish and just popping pills that God ain't told you to take. Just trying stuff. Just being, I don't care if you don't like it, just being somebody's guinea pig, somebody lab rat. You got to be more intelligent than to just take a pill because it sounds good. Then you wondering what's going on with your body and you're taking several different medications at the same time. The doctor told you the side effects of this one. He told you the side effects of that one. He told you the side effects of that one. But he can't tell you the side effects when you mix all three. If you remember when the vaccine came out, I was an intelligent pastor. Because I didn't try to tell nobody what they should or shouldn't do. Come on. Now they're having trouble out of some of these things. I said they're having trouble out of some of these things. Some of that stuff didn't belong in certain people's bodies. It didn't act right when it got in their body. Now folk were dropping dead at one point who didn't have the vaccine. That was headline. 
Oh, oh God. That was headline news. If they died and didn't get vaccinated, the first thing they wanted you to know, this person was unvaccinated. They refused our shot. They didn't take the jail. Now they're dead. Now what was the message? Don't make the same mistake. But when people died who previously had no health issues, they took the jab, but they didn't tell you. It wasn't headline news that, hey, they died and was vaccinated. I'm just preaching truth. Y'all can get mad if you want to. This is real deal. They didn't want to talk about it. So as a pastor, I treated y'all like you were intelligent and told every one of you pray about what you do. What about these false prophets who made their churches COVID centers and told the saints, get vaccinated. Look, I got it. Encourage people. Now them same false prophets won't get back up and say, hey, I had no business pushing something that I knew nothing about. Come on. See, as an intelligent man, I knew something was up when they gave immunity to Johnson & Johnson now. Nothing can come back on them. Moderma, all of them. CNE, CNN, MSNBC, Pastor Doe, the news station. I'm just, I'm just messing with you, I know. But see, we have to be intelligent. Now, if God led you to do it, you should have had peace about it. If he didn't lead you to do it, you should have had peace about it. But one thing I told y'all up front, COVID and the vaccine will not divide this church. We won't come in church and the unvaccinated on the right and the vaccinated on the left. Those who like masks are on the right. Those who hate masks are on the left. And people tried to play that game with me. They tried me. Seems like you for this. You, you don't know what I'm for. Everybody don't wear a mask as a Trump supporter. Are you crazy? Have you lost your mind? Even though a lot of his supporters didn't like masks. But you can't, you can't label that on it. You can't put that on everybody. Psalm 1. Psalm 1. It's good teaching whether y'all amen it or not. Now some of you might have been out there promoting stuff. Be careful with that kind of thing. I didn't even ask my own wife what she was going to do. Sure did. I didn't ask her what she was going to do. We prayed. We got to talking. She told me what she was going to do. I told her what my mind was. Come on. Y'all remember that first day after the shutdown we came back that Sunday? Y'all remember that. Don't act like you don't remember that. Some of you came, but you were shaking like a leaf. <laughs> I didn't ask her that morning where she going to church. I got up. I started getting dressed. I looked in the room. I saw her getting dressed. I said, okay, she's going. Said, come on. Come on. But now, someone, she a paid employee. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> but I didn't use that against her. <laughs> I'm just seeing what she was. Psalm 1. <laughs> See, now y'all listen now because we laughing, but listen. And, and, and I do believe, y'all, we have to allow good to come out of that. And we have to take away from the pandemic, pandemic, P-L-A-N, pandemic. You have to take away from it. What did I learn? What did I learn? What did I learn? 
Some of us learned that when it came to our bodies, we weren't taking care of them good enough. Yeah, we did. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Blessed or happy is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. See, I asked earlier who you're listening to. Sometimes saints end up on highway seems right because of the counsel that they receive. But notice something about believers. Blessed is the man or woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. You have to be careful when people try to get you to go down a way that you know God don't want you to take that way. Come on, somebody. This is good stuff. I said you got to be careful. Now, what you also have to recognize, we live in a time where some saints talk like the ungodly. You just can't listen to a person because they say they go to church too. Well, you know, both of us saved, and you know, and, and see, now I believe. I don't know how you don't know how your preacher preach, but I, they know how your preacher preach. That's when they about to say to you what they about to say because they know what I teach. Come on, some people who just seem like they just always haphazardly or, or accidentally end up on certain subjects. Some of you better get wise and recognize this is not by accident. They're throwing off on what you believe. Oh, I know I'm teaching right. And so you have a whole lot of folk now. They're throwing off on holiness. Like holiness is old school. Holiness has played out. Ain't nobody doing that holy stuff. Well, I come to tell you, I am still a believer that holiness is still right and will never be wrong. I'm coming your way. I said, I still believe in holiness. I still believe a woman should know how to dress modest. And I believe a holy woman ain't going to show everything. I still believe that. I still believe that a married woman knows that certain stuff only her husband should see. And if he a godly man, he don't want anybody else see it. I still believe in that. I still believe men shouldn't wear tight clothing that reveal everything about themselves. I believe in holiness. But you have to be careful that you ain't looking like something unholy because of the people you listen to. Come on. I've basically been preaching against two enemies of being led by the Spirit. One is demons. Notice we've been on Bible said we've been dealing with demons. Demonic forces. On Sundays, I've been ministering about self, which equate the flesh. Because like it or not, sometimes we are our own worst enemies. And so we all have to be careful who we listen to. Because the enemy, when I talk enemy, I'm talking demons. They're clever. Look at Joshua. I say they're clever. Most demons know that they just can't come right out and get some of us to do certain things we too say. Woo, I just said something then I should have got more in. I said there are some demons that know they cannot get some of us to do certain things we too say. That's the reason I always teach uh, when, when, when demons are attacking saints, they're not attacking you that they may appear to be evil. 
You have to get that. Demons come at you trying to, well, not trying to because Paul said that no wonder for Satan himself transforms himself. I'm just trying to see what my Bible reader said. Into an angel of light. When demons attack your mind to get your highway seem right, they don't come at you like they're darkness. Demons approach you as if they're light and try to tell you that the wrong way is the right way. Come on. That's where we live in a time now where homosexuals just swear up and down that their lifestyle is not displeasing to God, regardless of what the Scripture says. They think they've been enlightened. If you're taking note, take note that we primarily get on highway seems right when we're more led by our senses than we are the Spirit of God. Come on. Thank you, sister. If you don't recognize that our senses are good, but you can't let them lead you. Come on, say you can't let them lead you. As wonderful as it is to see with your natural eyes, and sight is a blessing, our eyes don't always tell us everything. Come on. How many have ever thought you saw something, but the closer you got, you didn't see what you thought you? How, how, how many have ever thought you smelled something, but the closer you got to it, it wasn't what you were smelling? See, our, our senses are blessed, but they're not to be trusted above the Spirit of God. Because whenever you trust in your senses, more so than the Spirit of God, you're going to error. Come on. And see that, that, oh, I'm teaching, I'm teaching better than some of y'all listening. This is how people make decisions and, and, and you say, why did you do that? And, and they'll just say, I, I felt so strongly. And, and then some folks will just call it, hey, hey man, man, I just had a gut feeling that that's what I needed to do. Do you recognize sometimes our feelings will betray us? Why did you leave? Why didn't you just go in another room? I just felt so strongly about getting out of there. But it was 2 a.m. in the morning. You're a woman leaving your house at 2 a.m. because you mad and you crying and you confused and you get a, under a sterning wheel and, and you're just driving, crying and mad. It's not a good place to be. Why didn't you just stay still? Did he try to hit you? Did he threaten you? Did he, did he pull out a gun? Did he start playing? No, I, I, I just felt, I just. See, I've been there to where I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm being controlled by my, by my feelings. My feelings are pulling me. They're pulling me in a way that I shouldn't go. Some of y'all playing, but feelings will pull you. Our feelings will pull us right off the will of God. I want to show you something, but my time is limited. I want to show you something. Notice the book of Joshua. Now remember what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. Paul said, for we walk by faith and not by what? Sight. Sight is bigger than your eye. Paul in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7, when he uses the word sight, Paul talking about senses. He talking about senses. But see, when we wasn't saved, our senses ran our lives. Most of us made decisions based on how things looked. If it didn't look good, we didn't go that way. Come on. If it looked bad, uh, but see, it, it was like we, we was we was ran by our senses. 
wouldn't go get stuff. Holy Spirit was saying, go get it. Why do you get up and go pursue it? You looked at your credit score. You said, why would I go? I'm below 500. It said just as clear as day on their paper, on their website. We do not approve people who are under 650. And then you say, well, I'm under 500. But the Holy Spirit said go. And he uses moments like this to teach us. Then you got mature, had a 500 and went. And somebody told you, I don't know why I'm doing this. Because our policy says that we ain't supposed. But we're going to work with you. Then the Holy Spirit will get to a point where you got an 830 credit score. You're bulletproof. You're already approved before you get there. But the Holy Spirit said, don't go. You got the down payment and more. But the Holy Spirit said, don't pay anything down. And you have the money. See, he's teaching you not to trust in your credit. He's teaching you not to trust in your money. Come on, somebody. These are things that he does to see if you're living by senses or you're governed by the Spirit of God. Well, I ain't going up here. I'm going to look like a fool looking at this house. It's way out of my budget. But who leading you, baby? Who telling you to go? Who telling you that that's your house? That's what matters. Joshua 9. And I'm not telling us to be like some say for what we just name it and claim it. I don't teach name it, claim it. I teach name it, claim it is wrong. Because you can name and claim stuff that's not yours. I only believe in going after what God says is mine and I ain't jealous about what's yours. Because some folk that get involved in name it, claim it, don't even give. They name it, they claim it, and they're ready for it to just drop out the sky. Joshua 9, I got to show y'all something very profound. And I'm coming in. I think I got two scriptures, but we're going to get out in good time. Joshua 9. Let's pick it up at verse 3. Y'all got to hear this. You got to hear this. I'm talking about senses. I'm talking about how, how our senses can cause us to error or do what we shouldn't do. Are y'all with me? Now, you know Joshua, he's the leader of the children of Israel at this point. The name Joshua means Yahweh is salvation. The name Joshua in Hebrew is the same name as Jesus in the Greek. Jesus in the Greek is Yeshua, which means salvation. So here's Joshua who represents Yahweh is salvation. Now what's going on in Joshua 9 and 3? Notice what's going on. But when the inhabitants of Gibeon heard what Joshua had done to Jericho, and we pronounce it Ai, uh, they worked how? Craftily. Now notice these people heard that Joshua and them Israelites are expelling people from this land because the Most High God is with them. And they're going to drive all of us out of here. And nobody can stop them because he's with them. Don't try to stand up again. Don't try to fight them people. Because the God that's with them cannot be defeated. I'm finna show you something. And I told y'all, the enemy know the same about you and I. If you truly say, demons don't have enough power to defeat you or take from you without you helping them. Remember, I taught it Wednesday. We always talk about we're going to get what the devil stole. A lot of time he didn't steal, he took. He took because he got us to do what we shouldn't do. He got us to think how we shouldn't think. He's very clever. And so they know Joshua and them defeating everybody. If we're going to stay in the land, we got to be crafty. 
Notice that they worked craftily. Went and pretended to be ambassadors. They took old sacks on their donkeys. Old wineskins torn and mended. Old and patched sandals on their feet. Old garments on themselves. And all the bread of their provision was dry. And look at this. And moldy. And they went to Joshua to the camp of Gilgal and said to him and the men of Israel, We have come from a far country. Now, therefore, make a covenant with us. Are y'all getting it? They was from where they was, Deacon Hill. They were people Joshua them was supposed to drive out. But now they're pretending to be something they're not. If Joshua is led by the Spirit of God, he's going to be okay. But if Joshua mess around and let his senses lead him, he's going to get in trouble. That's what the enemy know about me and you. He's conquering. He's starting to own. He's starting to prosper. Everywhere that the soles of his feet touch, God is blessing it. i got to mess him up. Oh, it's right, sister. No, notice verse 13. And these wineskins which were new. Here they get, they further talking to Joshua. And see, they are torn. And these our garments and our sandals have become old because of this very long journey. Then the men of Israel took some of their provision, but, 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 but. The men of Israel took some of their provision, but they did not ask counsel of the Lord. So Joshua made peace with them and made a covenant with them to let them live. And the rulers of the congregation swore to them. Later Joshua found out, y'all deceived us and made us do something we wasn't supposed to do. Listen to me. But the enemy never could have deceived them if they would have sought counsel from God. Sometimes we get deceived because we don't ask counsel of God. You know Proverbs 3 and 6. Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and He will what? Direct. Who will do it? He. He will do it. He will do it. Holy Spirit. He. When He the Holy Spirit has come. He will lead you, guide you into all truth. But see, we get deceived when we don't ask counsel of God. Why are you on that road? Did you ask God, is this the way? Did you ask God if this is the job? Did you ask God, is this your promotion? Because some folk will promote you to set you up. All promotions ain't a blessing. Some folk get promoted and it's a trap. They want you to take the job because something is happening. I got to get ready to close. Behind the scenes that you don't know about. And they know if you take the promotion within six months, they're going to be able to lay all of it at your feet. But see, you took it for two more dollars an hour. When God was already blessing you and moving for you over here. How did they get you? They played into your pride. They played into your want to be boss, want to be in charge. Everything ain't for me. Come on. Everything ain't for me. I'm not to preach everywhere. I'm not to go everywhere. I'm not sent to everybody. Everybody that come to this church, I'm not their pastor. So it don't bother me when some come and they leave. I'm not going to get caught up in my pride in trying to make folks stay who will give me trouble. See, but that's the enemy. I got to close it. That's the enemy. Listen, 
can deceive Joshua. Who am I? Why did Joshua make a covenant with them? He looked at their clothes. Their clothes are worn. Y'all look like y'all been traveling a long way. Yeah, your food is all molded. That only come from time. Because it's a long journey. Y'all telling the truth. Oh, yeah, y'all okay? Yeah, we make a covenant with y'all. And see, sometimes saints get involved with people when you're supposed to be involved with them. I'm finna close. He said, come out from among them and be ye separate, said the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. But see, now the enemy making us think we can stay among them. We can be like them. And see or be his. We got to be wise enough this year to know when we hear things, when we see things, I'm not supposed to have anything to do with that. I'm not going to get on that road. Now I want to talk about something right before I close and it's sensitive. But I just want to show you what I'm talking about. See, now a great deal of the church, the universal church, have allowed demons in the church. Demons are taking over churches. I told y'all in New Year's Eve, darkness was ascending. We have to be wise enough to know. I don't get involved. I don't do that. No matter how fun y'all make it look, it's wrong. And see, demons are something we are supposed to drive out like Joshua was supposed to drive them out. But demons are clever in knowing how to hang around. And they primarily hang around because of what some saints, now this is going to be touching, and if I can get the two scriptures, I will. If I can't, I'll quote them. This is where it's going to get touchy. Some saints don't recognize how clever demons are in wanting space or desiring to be a part of your life, your thinking. And so they're clever in how they approach you. The world calls it entertainment. And demons use entertainment to plant seeds in the minds of God's people. Get you being comfortable around things that you ain't supposed to be comfortable around. I'm supposed to cast this out. Come on. What saints were supposed to cast out, they now laugh at and see it's funny. I'm not going to call no names, but. Because I know some of you cringe when I call names. There's a big movie star. I'm going to close in uh, Psalm 16, 11. I'm just going to read it real quick and I'm going to read Psalm 23 and I'm going to close right there. There's this big movie star. He wasn't big until he done something on a show. If I ain't mistaken, the show is called SNL. I showed it to Donna. I said, these folks are slap evil. I said, these are evil people. You have to watch what, 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 what you entertain. Because entertainment can get your mind on the wrong, on the wrong road. Listen, this is what they did. They had a contest and they were joking about who can be the most evil robot or the most evil scientist to ever live. That, that was the content. Who can be the most evil scientist? What can the most evil scientist come up with that will make him the most evil scientist that has ever lived? And one thing y'all got to understand about Hollywood or Hollyweird 
is that everything, none of this stuff is, is just on the moment, jokes and this and that. No, it's all scripted. It's all scripted. Even that which they try to call reality, that stuff is scripted. Do y'all understand me? And so one, one scientist come up with a bomb that could blow up the whole world. Another scientist come up with something. And then here come this big actor. And he's next to play his part. And I'm looking, because the Holy Spirit wanted me to see. I'm looking. I said, I need to see this for some reason. He creates a robot. And it's if I told y'all who the actor was, he probably some of y'all favorite. He he probably your fav one of your favorite actors. He knew the script before he took the job. He read it and accepted it. He created a robot who could molest children 24-7. He said because this robot won't get tired and won't have to take days off. Who jokes about molesting children? Demonic. Straight up evil. We live in a time now where saints hear evil and instead of casting down, we laughing. We entertaining things. Another big comedian. No, he probably 80% of y'all favorite comedian. They call him a, 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 a comedy genius. Is what they call him. He also had a joke about children being molested. Picking at little boys who got molested, so-called by the biggest pop star that ever lived. And he joked around that it was a privilege for them to be molested by him. When did we joke about such things? Do you see how evil can creep in? And now you're close to something that you should be far away from. We don't deal. We don't do that. We don't laugh at that. That ain't funny. I don't play with that. Come on, somebody. Too many children done been hurt. Too many people done been hurt. But there were parents out there whose children had been done that way. But now it's a joke. See, evil is right up in our faces. And we're not discerning like we need to. And you say, well, Pastor, what's the big deal? Thoughts. Thoughts are seeds in the mind. Let me close in Psalm 16. Oh, Lord. Yeah, one of them, one of them endings, ain't it? Psalm 16. See, avoid highway seems right. Well, Pastor, I, I, I don't see nothing wrong with it. They just joking. Let me tell you something. Some stuff off limits. There are other things to laugh about. Come on, somebody. I'm just being real with y'all. And see, Hollywood is, is just, they just evil. Ain't no other way for me to say it. Psalm 16, 11. Hollywood just evil. A lot of them moving now, they just evil. They just evil. You good and saved, but you want to go see a movie called Demons Coming Out the Grave. Do, do you do do you have the Holy Ghost? Demons coming out the grave. What's the edification in it? Wow. Psalm sixteen. I'll never forget a years ago a saint asked me, brother in China, why he asked me that. He said, Pastor, did you, man, you need to go see that movie. I what movie, brother? What, what are you talking about? Drag me to hell. I said, brother, I said, I, I don't think you understand. I, I, ain't, I ain't going to hell. A few years later, something started dragging him to hell. Y'all think I'm playing? Something attacked that man's mind and started dragging him to hell. 
Psalm 16. Boy, some of y'all going to lay here. They say, I told you, Pastor, you're too old-fashioned. He's just letting it come out every time I come here. Psalm 16 11. We have to be careful. You have to be careful. We have to be careful. Cartoon ain't even cartoon no more. Can't leave your kid there with SpongeBob no more. Y'all know I'm right about it. Everything in Disney got to be about magic. They're getting us to laugh at sorcery. That's witches. We come against witches. Right? When your child starts dabbing in magic and witchcraft, see, don't, don't just be ready to stone them and beat them. You, you sit there and let them look at all that, all that witchcraft. But you just want a babysitter. You didn't want a parent. You just want the TV to have them for five hours. That's what you get. You don't know what they'll watch. You have to monitor your children nowadays. Every now and then you peep in now. You get the tablet or the phone. You're like, what is this? Okay, okay, that's good. Okay. But every now and then you got to say, oh, I, bet, I bet not ever. Bet not. That ain't no word. I better not. I better not. Bet not, y'all. <laughs> south, way down south. Don't let me catch you watching that no more. We need this. The young folks are down now. Wickedness. Your child can be on their phone watching something innocent, and then pornography pops up on their phone, trying to take them to another site. Come on. Pornography wrong. Right? Pornography wrong even if you say, well, don't do nothing to me. Don't matter. Do it have to be, do it have to turn you on for it to be wrong? A lot of these movies, it's, it's pornography. And then you wonder why a spirit is attacking your mind. You sat there, the whole movie was about. I like the old school movies. Me and Donna still watch the movie from 1955. Black and white. They still show me in black and white. Man and woman walk into a room. Man and woman clothed though. It's the next morning. You know what man and woman did in there. I don't need to watch nobody. We use our imagination. They got him. Y'all know what I call it. He hit that. That's all I need to know. He hit it. Psalm 16 and 11. See, this is how we're going to avoid how we seem right then. I'm done. A long message. This is how we're going to avoid it. This is how we're going to avoid all this evil that they're throwing out. If you think I'm joking, you keep sitting back. You're going to see more. You're going to see, man, Pastor Wright, stuff just getting more and more wicked nowadays. And we ain't supposed to be on that highway scene, right? Call wrong, wrong, right, right. Psalm 1611. You will show me the path of what? You will show me the path of what? You will show me the path of what? Tell your neighbor, God. The Holy Spirit will show you the path of life or the right way. God don't want none of us confused about the right way. He will show you the path of what? Life. Not just existence. He'll show you how to live life and live it and have it more abundantly. He'll show you how to be productive in every aspect of life. Biblical word, fruitful. He'll show me the path of life, how to be fruitful in every aspect of life. Psalm 23, and then I'm done. See, we got to be mature. Remember Romans 8 and 14. And many are led by the Spirit of God. These are the sons of God. Sons of God is figurative of mature saints. If we're going to avoid how we seem right, we have to be mature saints. If some of us don't grow up, we're going to get caught up in wickedness. We're going to get caught up in evil. And we're going to get pulled out of the will of God. I don't care how old you are. You can be 70. You can still be pulled out the will of God. Psalm 23 and 3. And then we're done. Psalm 23 and 3. I'm closing here. We're talking about avoid highway scenes, right? And today I had to deal with evil because there's a whole lot of folk that got on the path of doing evil, involved in evil. Don't mind going to evil places. In certain places, your body don't belong. You got to know that. 
It's certain parties you don't need to be a part of. Pastor, it's a birthday party, but they don't do birthday parties like regular people. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You go to a birthday party and there's scribbles up in there. You know, man, I didn't, bruh. But you knew he wasn't saved. I once went to a Super Bowl party, man. Just think we're going to support the Cowboys. Back in the 90s, this was the heydays. Friend invited me. She said, go to my cousin's house. They watch the Super Bowl party. I said, man, I'm down with that. And they got down. Scribbles. I was fascinated, Brother Hart. I said, they brought them to their house. And this is what I said in my mind. I said, these Negroes got some money. <laughs> yeah, I didn't leave. <laughs> the game was over. <laughs> We left his house, the first thing I said, is he doing this next year? <laughs> I had to get myself in trouble before I leave. Psalm 23. Couldn't leave the stage without getting. See, it was evil. Now, some of y'all women probably done been to some stuff. All these lingerie parties ain't, ain't, ain't just sweet and holy. Mm, it's just a lingerie party for her. And why are these women up in here twerking in this stuff then? Y'all are laughing, but I am. You only see me smiling. In certain atmospheres, we have to stay out of. Perhaps I went there to witness, and you a liar. <laughs> Who was listening to you? You mind you getting a lap there and you sitting up there tonight. You know the Lord really won't save you. <laughs> and she probably like, stop playing now. And you like, I'm saying we got a dance minister at the church. Not that kind. <laughs> he restores my soul. They say, I can't believe Pastor's going to close with a scripture. Yep, Psalm 23. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of what? He leads me in the path of what? Tell, tell your neighbor, the Spirit of God will lead you in paths of righteousness of what's right. I'm done. Let's give God a praise. Lord, have mercy. Avoid highway seems right. Come on, let's give our Lord a tremendous hand of praise. Come on. Pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.